Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 40 and we are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hello ladies. I can't believe it's well, 40. Welcome back. Wow. We're 40. <laughs> <laughs> Flirty and thriving. <laughs> uh, I hope that's how my future is. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Um, dude, so we're... We're hitting it hard here, uh, recording at our uh, at the studio here in Burbank. But you know, I gotta say, like a typical LA thing that I, you know, I don't come across very often. But they shut shut down the street because yes. uh, Quentin Tarantino is filming his new movie. Yes, uh, uh, actually, I I looked up the information uh, when we were trying to get here <laughs> of why it was shut down because it was shut down for a, a pretty. Far, far distance. A distance, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it there was a Los Angeles Time article about it that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a half mile stretch of Burbank Boulevard was scheduled or is scheduled to be closed today for 13 hours while um, he is filming his movie. Um, it's going to be closed from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. and he is um, filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Burbank. In Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love movie magic. Yeah. Because sometimes you see like a chase scene and it starts in Long Beach and all of a sudden they're at yes. that bridge yeah. in LA and you're like, no yes. way. There's okay. so much traffic. There's no way. That yeah. bridge is in every single <laughs> Los Angeles based TV and uh-huh. film. And it's funny. I used to get so annoyed. Yeah. I'm a huge reality TV uh, nerd. Uh, yes. And so whenever... I would watch American Idol and they would say, you're going to Hollywood. I'm like, dude, they're going to Pasadena. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I, I just find it funny just how jaded we are. And it's just because, and just being like, like, uh, like in Los Angeles native and everything. Like when, like people, we had talked about this earlier about how like most people can say like, oh, they're shooting a movie, blah, blah, blah. I get indescribably mad. Yeah. Like I get pissed off because what i'm concerned about is that they've blocked off the bus routes that i need to take and they don't even put any sign saying Mm -hmm. like oh this is where it's been moved to and i'm just like look i know you're working and i know your job must be hard but if you don't tell me where this bus is right now we'll be fighting (laughs) and it's (laughs) and so like when we when i saw the stretch uh, in burbank and then kristen said it it was quentin tarantino i wasn't like oh like oh my god quentin tarantino i was just like fucking quentin tarantino (laughs) blocking off the fucking streets i was just like 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 who the fuck does he think he is he thinks he's 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 quentin Quentin tarantino Tarantino. he's quentin tarantino but i'm still mad right (laughs) i actually saw quentin tarantino when they uh were filming jackie brown at the delamo mall i was just gonna say he i believe is from the south bay yes he is because he filmed a lot of his films in Torrance mm-hmm. um the um the the scene in Pulp Fiction yes, where they the do restaurant. the restaurant yes it's right off of uh, PCH isn't it no I thought it was Hawthorne Boulevard oh okay but they closed it it's closed now yes but they want uh, they actually reopened it and tried to play off that whole Pulp oh, Fiction really? fame uh, well but that was years ago when uh, Pulp Fiction yeah, but it didn't take off yeah. and so they closed it again but um yeah and also mm-hmm. in my neighborhood in Old Town Torrance there used to be a theater that um was mostly known for porn this was way back in the day um, I, was like, I was looking at her like what theater oh no porn. it's it's gone now no. hey, um, don't you know what the valley is known for <laughs> no this oh, is in sh- south bay this is in torrance um and quentin used to work there what yeah yeah 
<laughs> that's some little some little pop trivia that Eddie told me about yeah. um, that. And so. it's just like when uh, straight out of Compton when they were recording it, they they actually shot in South Central and like all the areas that were right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so and so when I saw straight out of Compton, I was just like, oh hey, I know all these places. And like like oh, I felt I thought it was nice that they actually yeah went filmed like at, filmed yeah. at the yeah. places that are some of them still open mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and still recording and stuff like that. There's uh, um, like. Uh, back, uh, piggybacking on that, there was a studio, or there is a studio, um, in um in Torrance in the Delamo area, um, be- and I know this because, of course, it was in the movie. But one of my friends, he said, you know that Aladdin's castle in Delamo where you used to play video games. He was there with his friends playing video games, and <laughs> he was coming out. He saw Ice Cube. Oh, really? Yeah, when mm-hmm. years ago when he was super young. Yeah, he saw. It must have been that they were recording in the area and they went to Delamo Mall. Well, the Delamo mm-hmm. Mall was one of the biggest malls in Southern California mm-hmm. and was the mall to go to way back in the day. Oh, yes. And it's yeah. been in a lot of films. And mm-hmm. my favorite being Valley Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Valley Girl was filmed in yes. Delamo? Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I got to go watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I always find it funny, like, in, like, reality TV or, like, in, like, regular TV shows, they're like, it takes place in Los Angeles. And then they get a street wrong. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's not L.A. I know you're in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like you don't ha- you don't have nearly enough high rise buildings to pull you know, this off. You know what really surprised me? I watched Dexter the whole v- m- mir- uh, to the bitter end. To the bitter end. Yeah, so did I, and uh, loved it. Uh, but I just like a few years years ago found out that they filmed the whole thing in Long Beach. Yeah. Bixby Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> like it was supposed to be in Florida. Florida. Like, uh-huh. What? Yeah. Zah? Like, yeah. He actually he and his sister who were married for a brief time. Yes. Um, oh, that sounded bad. But yes. <laughs> The s- the actress who played his, his sister, sister yes, yes um, shopped in um, sh- was a um, we didn't see them but um, on their website there is an antique store that was right across the street from the apartment we used to live on live in and they were in they were frequent shoppers of that particular antique what? store. Yep. Anyway, let's get right into it, guys. What about uh, chisme de la semana? I got some chisme. Okay. This okay. is Sarah, and I got some really quick chisme. Well, do you guys remember that uh, the girls here were like, I can't believe you've never watched Bob's Burgers? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I binged the entire <laughs> thing. I watched all eight seasons. Yay for me. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I binge watched it. I love it. Okay. I mean, you could have like, just binge watched it and not liked it in the end. <laughs> what? Eight seasons? Yeah. No. I loved it. It was great. I love Louise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, I thought... Um, her sister was autistic. Tina? Tina? Mm-hmm. But huh. because at the first episode, Louise <laughs> describes her, this is my older autistic sister. <laughs> <laughs> and her the way she behaved, I thought she was, but then honestly, <laughs> she I don't remember that. <laughs> I, you know, it, it stuck in my head only because um because my, I have a, an autistic <laughs> brother, but uh, you know, and now let me tell you guys, every time something bad happens like my I sprain my my wrist or you know, I stub my toe. I go, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing now. Like, I'm like such a Tina. Uh, Eddie's yeah. uh, favorite character is definitely Jean. Uh, oh, and Jesus. mine, uh, um, Louise, was. I had an affinity for her early on. But over time, I started getting an appreciation for Tina. 
Yeah, I, I love my Tina. <laughs> I love them all. Yeah, I like the dad. I like the mom. Even though I I found <laughs> see the reason I never watched it was because of the um the um the animation i wasn't too fond of it uh, but mm-hmm. then i grew to love that and then i didn't like the mom's accent no oh. <laughs> and she's so over the top is yeah. like oh my god and but that's, that's kind I, of the thing yeah, yeah now i love her <laughs> yeah so yeah and i love everybody i like teddy i like mort i like fish order i, I mean i and it's like i just like just binged eight seasons of it it's you know the so funny good. thing is the reason i started watching that show i watched it from from episode one because when it first came out, they started um, on oh, it's Fox, right? They started um, doing commercials and Bob's Burgers and whatever. And just visually looking at it, I thought the family was Latino. And so <laughs> yeah, I, I did, too. And so mm-hmm. I was like, and it's a family who owns a, like a small burger joint. Like, it, I mean, it, I, I guess it could have been a taco place if it was really Latino. But anyway, that's what I thought it was. And so I was so excited about it. And I watched it because of that reason. But obviously continued watching it because it's just so freaking good mm-hmm. i like how everybody refers to the dad i was like yeah you're ethnic or something like that or <laughs> and, and he's like what i'm american yeah. and it's so funny because he never ever tells you what his background yeah. is mm-hmm. and i love it i love that anyway that's my cheese my guys <laughs> well banging off of that new york comic-con just happened oh my god i saw so many exclusives there (laughs) has a yeah i have a friend who's going and um um, i'm very jealous because now she lives in new york and she's like and she i think she lives in the bronx they Mm -hmm. moved to the bronx um um but she's going and i was just like oh you're so lucky i've always wanted to go only because i've only been to new york once and i really love the city a lot if only it didn't snow and be so freaking hot during the summer, I'd love to live there. Because <laughs> um, I just, I love the city vibe mm-hmm. there. It's so different than Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but I've uh, always wanted to go to uh, New York Comic Con. So that's on my bucket list. Yeah. And so, which was moving because when I told her, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, it's good. And she's like, I'm pretty sure how you feel is how I wish about LA and going to San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. I was just so like, you're right. <laughs> but. Anyways, all this to say is that um, Young Avengers is coming back in uh, 2019. We don't have a date. We don't have a creative team um, announced, but Young Avengers is coming back. And I love Young Avengers. It was uh, Captain Marvel and Young Avengers is what brought me back into comic books. Um, uh, It's the, the series that I went to go buy. Um, uh, and they had just announced it, so I did the thing where I went. I was like, "Do you guys have this?" Oh comic? yeah, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, they just an- they just announced it, so it's not even solicited yet. Come back in a couple months, and they'll be out." And I'm just like, "Oh okay," and I did. Um, so I'm really, really, really glad because um, um, the original 2005 run was really, really g- good, and it won a Glad Award um uh, for its series and then they relaunched it again in 2013 with um uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey uh when it was amazing too and that in- reintroduced America Chavez um uh, because America Chavez existed but she had been like a kind of like a one-shot character that's the one we reviewed yeah. yes yeah mm-hmm. that's the one that we reviewed yes. um um and uh but this time she was more of a fleshed out character definitely a lot cooler and she was just awesome and so that that was in 2013 and then the series ended like a year or two later because i believe it was only 
not 12, but I think 24 issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it ended and now they're bringing it back again. Nice. So I'm super, super excited for it. Do we know who the um, characters are going to be? They have not. They it's literally like they have not said anything at all. Just just that. It's, wait for it. They're just like <laughs> wait for it. They're just like it's gonna be coming back. Okay. Uh, which because it did it did good in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was a, it was a very popular seller, and it won of it won of some awards. So um, I'm surprised that it had ended, but I'm glad that they're bringing it back. I'm just wondering who the creative team is gonna be, um, uh, and that should be interesting if you're interested in hearing our uh, review on the um kieran gillen uh, epi- uh trade paperback volume one that was episode 13 really that long ago yes nice. <laughs> cool <laughs> but um uh, going off of that too uh some other cheese may that we just got is that kelly sue deconic is taking over the aquaman title and uh, oh my god. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um um it's available for pre-order now and it is uh, she's going to be taking over uh an Aquaman issue number 43 and it's going to be uh r- drawn by Robinson Rocha and Daniel Enriquez. So it's uh it's up for, it comes out in December um December 19th and <laughs> I really love how they <laughs> pitched it in yes. previews. Yes. And it says, here's how, here's how it goes. The tides turn for the Sea King with a new creative team. Star scribe Kelly Sue DeConnick from Captain Marvel and Pretty Deadly and red hot artist Robinson Roca take the rudder to steer Aquaman into uncharted waters. <laughs> in the wake of drowned Earth, an amnesic Arthur washes ashore on a remote island and ends up being cared for by a young woman named Callie who's just a little too curious for comfort. And as Lifetime of Horror Movies has taught us, there's something strange going on in this island village. Aquaman needs to come to his senses quickly, or he might wind up sleeping with the fishes instead of chatting with them. <laughs> That's a great description. I'm intrigued. Immediately sold. Like, not only is Kelly Sue writing this, yes. and, like, I, I feel like I should have known this. Like, it, she would have announced it on Twitter or uh-huh. something. But, oh, my God. Like, this is... This so funny. I mean, I, I am super interested, as you all know. Um, Aquaman is my boyfriend. <laughs> and I read um, the first, I would say, trade mm-hmm. of uh, Rebirth Aquaman. And I actually enjoyed it. I just couldn't keep up with all the DC titles. Some, A lot of them were bi-weekly um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Some of them were like were they weekly i don't know i just remember having a big old pile and i just couldn't keep up um but i really enjoyed aquaman um and then when mara came out i really enjoyed that as well but for kelly sue to to take on this character i feel like she's gonna bring something i i I don't want to say legitimacy because obviously he's legit but like um I want, not that I want, I know she is going to uh, bring something to the stories and his character that's really going to be amazing and hopefully we haven't seen with an Aquaman story ever. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, guys. 
Okay, guys, what time is it, Kristen? <laughs> it's beer time. Yay, it's beer time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that Monkish is one of um, not only mine, but apparently Sarah's favorite breweries <laughs> because we have a lot of Monkish um, beers on this show, which I'm not complaining. Um, and we are trying an American Imperial IPA today by Monkish. And it is an, ooh, I just passed one by and I smell pineapple. It smells really ooh, good. Yes. Um, it is an ABV of 8.5. <laughs> and this is um an uh, a a rotating um handle uh at the brewery and it is called relax your mind Ooh, now i think this is a throwback to that uh total recall movie uh where they're talking uh kato no not kato quanto quanto quit you guys, I know I'm saying this wrong. Please do not email me angry emails. That Total I Recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. TV, I mean movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, the, it's, the, it's the mutant that lives on the belly. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very positive that many people have already seen Total Recall. You well, don't. And especially when I the was remake, there was a traumatized remake. by the opening scene where the, he gets put into space and his face explodes. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. As a kid, yes, I was traumatized. A, yeah, totally. I get that. Now, I was I like, re- that I happens I to me when I go to sp- oh, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've seen it. I don't Not recently, but as an adult, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so cheesy. I yeah. know. And I mean, now <laughs> has the scientific inaccuracy. <laughs> Most places, your your head won't explode. You know, you'll just you'll die. just die. <laughs> you'll just die. I mean, the end result is the same, but you know, it's the, won't be that grisly. Right, right. Well, it's the mutant guy who's leading the rebellion, and he's holding on to um, to Arnold Schwarzenegger's hands, and he's saying, "Open your mind." And it's so cool because, like, it's a puppet. So, like, you uh, see the little mouth open, like, open your mouth. I really was wondering where this was going, but <laughs> I'm super fascinated and impressed by how you made that go full circle. <laughs> I just, you just, Total Recall just makes me, reminds me, like, apparently the Venom movie is supposed to be, like, a 90s throwback, a 90s superhero okay. movie throwback. Yes, everyone who saw Venom is like, I didn't want to see this. I want, I, I only went to hate watch it, but it was the best. Uh, Are you the, serious? The, the best uh, <laughs> 90s uh, superhero film I ever saw. <laughs> I am, I am shocked. It's apparently so bad, it's good. Yeah. What? Like, look, look, I. I will 100% tell you that I love the Spawn movie. And not because it's good, because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's, yes. It's, oh my God, it's a nightmare fest and I adore it. You don't know what's going on. I didn't know what, the, I didn't, like, I was young when I watched it and then it was on, it was on Netflix. I think it still is, is on it? Netflix. Yeah. A lot of the, all the old terrible um, I did, uh, Marvel last movies. Last night I saw Blade 2. Oh, I love Blade. Uh, okay, look, Blade is good. <laughs> Blade and Blade Two are amazing, and I personally think Blade Two is better. And people can fight me on that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but but um, I'm just talking about the fight sequences. I'm like, whoa, this is so bad. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm um, but That's CGI though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh yeah it's all it's all bad like i saw blade and i was just like like the effects and all that stuff but even with like even if you added like today's effects that it would still be a good movie mm -hmm. like um uh, like story-wise and pacing and like and like even like maybe the action scenes aren't up to par now, mm -hmm. but like still like Blade Two is objectively a good movie. Yeah, Wesley Snipes really hit that out of the park. I thought, man, he's. Really Do you good. know that one time I swear Wesley Snipes called the shop? No way! Because you know his voice is super oh, yeah. identifiable. Yeah. And I'm a huge Blade fan, and I answered the phone, and he's talking. I'm like, oh my god, this sounds like Wesley Snipes. And you know what he asked for? He asked if we had if we had um, uh, Tomb of Dracula, whatever it is that is the first appearance of Blade. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I I wanted so bad to ask, is this Wesley Snipes? But I never did because oh. I was trying to be professional. <laughs> but I tell everybody Wesley Snipes on the show. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, if you're hearing this, hit us up. <laughs> this is a very. <laughs> entertaining beer segment very, very long segue yes. back to the beer that i just took a sip of and it's really good i really like it i yes. like it i like it a lot uh, and you know uh, uh i'm sorry to cut you off but because you guys did not like the last beer i thought let's take it back let's bring it back to monkey let's take it old school <laughs> let's bring it back to the old school this was also a uh limited can release i stood in line for but uh, go ahead and describe it. Uh, yeah, well, it it's a uh, limited can release, but on the description that I have, it also says that it's rotating. So I'm assuming that means that it comes out more mm -hmm. than once. Yeah, yeah, definitely, okay. yeah. But it's, uh, mm, I w okay, so maybe that was wrong. Not limited can release, it was a can release. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So if you want to have it when it's not on tap, you're able you to do get so. Get the can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's a, an American Imperial IPA. It's an 8.5. And it's a double IPA. Ooh. Double IPA <laughs> <laughs> brewed with Galaxy, Nelson, and Simcoe hops. So um, that is... Um, I think Galaxy hops has been really consistently good. Yeah. It's very, very fruity as far as beer fruit goes i mean you're not going to drink it and it tastes like apple juice but <laughs> i taste the pineapple in it that that's like the biggest note for me is pineapple mm -hmm. and i really like it a lot i like pineapple too and it's it <clears throat> it's got a very nice aftertaste mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's uh very faint but it lingers mm -hmm. and it's a it, it covers the tongue really well yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, oh yeah i like yeah, it definitely i very much like it i give it a rigid. I'm gonna second that. Uh, uh, it's one of those dangerous beers again, mm -hmm. where you do not. I mean, eight point five. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's, dangerous. It's really smooth and s kind of coats the tongue with the flavors, aftertaste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, initially, it's um, it doesn't hit you uh, when you drink it. Like you don't feel that it's a eight point yeah. seven. What was it? It doesn't taste like a five. double IPA. 8.5. 8. 8. 5. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. It does not taste like a double IPA. I would have uh -huh. thought this was just a regular mm -hmm. IPA. Um, so, you know what? I was going to give it a full, but I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to give it a rigid. Rigid, yeah. yeah. So, that is a 5-5 five, five, um, from everybody today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, really knocked it out of the park. I'm mm, loving this. All right. Well, that's our beer review, You guys. vindicated yourself, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All 
All right, guys, it's time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today? Today, we have a book called Scoop, Volume 1. And Sarah, it, it's written by Richard Hamilton, and the artist is Joseph Cooper. And um, it says colors by Peter um, Pantazis and Alba Card Cordona. And Sarah, this book came to us through Twitter. Is that right? I believe so, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. and you've been kind of talking back and forth because just one day it magically appeared in the <laughs> shop. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was of no doing of my own. So I'm assuming that you set that all up. Uh, yes, uh, we were told that this, uh, the main character is a female uh, Cubana. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was like immediately interested because uh, she's, um, he describes her as very intelligent, smart, sassy, hardworking. And so I was like, let's give that a go mm -hmm. so he was kind enough to give us a complimentary copy mm -hmm. of the comic book and um and so here we are reviewing it today mm -hmm. yes so um sophia cooper sophie she goes by sophie but when her mom yells at her she calls her sophia <laughs> sophia del carmen cooper <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like you forgot the del carmen <laughs> um she's 14 years old so our protagonist is a 14 year old cuban-american girl who um yes definitely super sassy super smart and i love it when um it's uh it's a teen girl that oh, has oh, like yes. the, the the main the main role in moving the story forward yeah, um, and I think he particularly made a uh, a reference in the back of the book uh, that says uh, as to he wanted her to be a redhead mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. fair skin because that's challenging enough as a Latino, yeah, I believe. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I thought that was cool. A white like, passing Latino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool. But um, I got to be honest, I was really reluctant to read it mm -hmm. because she's a teen. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, because um, I don't know why, but I like like, you know, I, I'm not into the teen thing. Oh, okay. But once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I'm like, this is so cool, and I really love her little brother. Uh, yes. Do we Kit. know if any of the creators themselves are have? I I a didn't background. I didn't uh, go into that. I mm -hmm. didn't research them. Oh, sorry. But <laughs> if you are Latino, please let us know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, more curiosity to say than anything, just the fact that yeah. um, um, the the characters and that they they include it. Yeah. That it's yeah. like it's not brushed off like in because uh, we've talked about this before about Latinidad and stuff like that. And this has just enough hint of it for me to be like, okay, this is this is good. Um. Uh, even though they, I think there could have been some aspects that were done a little better. I did like uh, the dynamic yeah. enough that uh, it felt real to me. Yeah. Uh, that I was just like, okay, yeah, this is this is really good. But going off of that, I was surprised by how much I really, really liked this yes, book. Yes, uh, I really liked it as well, um, but I didn't expect to. Yeah, same. When, yeah, when well, he dropped yeah. it off and he handed it to me, I was like... Oh man, Sarah, what'd you get us into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like Sarah. What oh, like when okay, I saw the cover? Yeah, I was just, I, when I saw the cover, yes, just by yeah. the cover alone, yeah. I didn't flip through it. I just yeah. looked at the cover. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. No, and like I said, I as well felt the same way. Like uh, mm -hmm. I actually read the digital copy that he initially uh, gave us, mm -hmm. uh, it, um, and it had uh, watermarks. Oh so I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
But honestly, the story was so good that I forgot, you the forgot about them. The m- yeah. watermarks. Um, yeah, initially, I, w- I mean, although the cover is pretty awesome because it kind of deals with a, a little bit of the aspects throughout the story. But, yes. But and after reading the story, I appreciate the cover. Exactly. Yes. yes. Now exactly. I do. Now I really, really like the cover yes. after reading the entire book. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of hesitancy. Yes. When I, when I initially, initially got, it. got it, I was just like... This like like are the creators Latino? Was yeah. like what's going on? Like, what's going on here? And then I read it and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I I can see why we picked it up. Mm-hmm. But going off of that, scoop is about this uh, young um, um this young teenage girl whose family is being scrutinized by the media, mm-hmm. and um and it's negatively affecting her life. And instead of lashing out. And stuff like that. She decides that she's going to be interning at a news, uh, at basically a news media outlet. Yeah. And I, that initially, that once I read that and I understood it, I was just like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's like, like you want to see how they operate mm-hmm. and kind of like understand and everything. And that, and her own, then when her own intelligence and like kind of like, news reporting skills starts to, to develop and yeah. stuff like that. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, so Carmen, uh, Carmen, Sophia Del Carmen mm-hmm. is actually on a mission to um, clear her father's name. Uh, he mm-hmm. was involved in this scandal and uh, this big bank scandal or savings and loan or something scandal. Mm-hmm. Like an embezzlement. Yes. Yeah, an embezzlement kind, kind of, of thing. Deal. And so she um, is on a mission to try to find out as much information as possible to try to help clear her father and um, by proxy her family's name. So um, that was super cool and interesting to me. And to be honest, as I was reading it, I didn't realize how young she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I, I maybe read the back, or I don't know where I got the information that she was fourteen. But um, she doesn't read like a fourteen. No. Yeah, I thought she was no. like seventeen. Yeah, she like seemed much older. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the cool thing is, it takes place in Florida. So yeah. I've been to Orlando, so I kind of, kind of, um, could see that in the artwork. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool how they captured the whole Orlando, Florida feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Orlando where this takes place, but it's in Florida. So I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, even think I was. Uh, was I aware about it being in Florida? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't quite recall either. <laughs> but um, but I I knew that it took place in some sort of. Um, uh, I I thought it was East Coast. Well, Florida. Well, is, yeah, East East Coast. <laughs> uh, I mean, or like Gulf of Mexico or whatever. Yeah. I basically that's what, that's what I thought. I thought it would t- it took place. So, um, uh, but if she's Cubana, then that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> not to learn the stereotypes. We <laughs> are <laughs> we are um amazing. Um, what do you call it? Um. Uh, ge- geography <laughs> geography um, experts here on this podcast <laughs> truly lending the cred to Californians don't Californians don't know geography at all. Well, um, I'm gonna go right into it. Uh, Sophia, um, um, she's really highly intelligent. She mm-hmm. is trying to clear the dad's name, and I think she actually takes the internship because she punches a girl because she's getting bullied yes. at school. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of bullying going on um, because of the stuff that's happening with yes. her dad. 
Uh, so she basically only is down to one friend mm-hmm. who I think has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. constantly trying to get her to be in his projects and she's like, no. Mm-hmm. But um, I think she's she's really great. Um, I also <coughs> love the kind of l- love interest she runs into. Yeah. His name is Uz Navy. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's no, the reason Navi. That's Uznavi, the reason uh-huh. I thought she was older. Uh-huh. Because he seemed older and I'm just like, okay, there's like barely out of into high school interns running around uh, in the news. For her internship, it made sense uh-huh. because it was a slowly or a rapidly decaying news oh, yes. um, news station mm-hmm. that couldn't afford a quote-unquote real <laughs> people <laughs> to... They still have beta tape. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Were, she, was, she was having to go through and, and do... Um, uh, uh, going through and like with piles of beta tapes and like uh, sorting them and stuff, but mm-hmm. he was an intern. Uh, Uznavi was an intern for the police, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the uh, criminal investigation unit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made me think she was older because that there was at some point here where she actually gives him a kiss on the cheek and mm-hmm. he was like all giddy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we never get confirmed, but I thought like he was her age too. Mm-hmm. And but then again, I I was thinking about it. And I'm just so like. Like there are like internships for kids, like yeah. the the LAPD has a thing for mm-hmm. like um uh, high Explorer school students and stuff program. like that. Yeah, explorer programs and stuff like that. Uh, but and I'm now thinking like m- other places should have that too, and yeah. I don't know how they go about it. Um, um, but it was really cute, and there was a particular scene in there where she's um uh, she makes a mistake, and he believes that he's uh that she's using him yeah just for mm-hmm. like info and she goes to clear it up yeah and she has her little brother with him and then he like she apologized he accepts her apology and everything uh but he like touches her arm and then her little brother like turns around he's just like yeah watch out rico suave <laughs> <laughs> that's my sister you're touching that was so cool yeah but, but I, I think mm-hmm. particularly it's super funny, like the story behind his name, Uznavi. Uznavi, yes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he said that his grandmother named him because she would see the ships that said U.S. Navy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So in Spanish, you pronounce it Uznavi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> I saw a movie called uh, Made the Nusa. Made in, Ma- uh-huh. made in USA. <laughs> yeah. So it was like this late. This girl was named Madenusa. Madenusa. <laughs> Funny. And but it's made in USA. Uh-huh. And she, one time she was like making out with this one guy, and she's like, I saw my name on the on on get the tag on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> but that was that was really funny and um. um one of the little aspects that I appreciated is that how their mom would talk to them in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, yes. And they would respond either in English yeah. or um, uh, sporadically, like, with in Spanish yeah. and stuff like that. And I thought that, like, that's how I talk to my mom. Yes. That's yeah. how I, that's mm-hmm. literally, or how my mom talks to me. Yeah. Like, she talks to me in Spanish and I respond either back in Spanish or in English yeah. or an amalgamation of both. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was just like... Most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, like, yes, ma, or like, s- like, see, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I really like those little, like, l- those little tidbits because she is, um, a, she is a white passing because mm-hmm. she's a re- fair, uh, a fair skinned redhead, but there's those little aspects of Latinidad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That are r- pretty flawless. Uh, I, oh, really, yes. I really like. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, um, 
force fed and it wasn't just put mm-hmm. in there for Latinidad purposes, I thought it really flowed well mm-hmm. with the whole story. With the story. My favorite yeah. part was when um, the brother, who's also a genius, and he's like a tech nerd. Yes, he's mm-hmm. a tech nerd. <laughs> and he, like, there's a scene where, which is not the favorite part I'm talking about, but there's a scene where she comes home and he's speaking to her in German. Yeah. Because he's yeah. learning yeah. German all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, the dad's on house arrest. And the mom is the main breadwinner right now. She works for the mayor, um, who is also Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite part was the the brother taps their parents' bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's going off in Spanish. Because you know when you get mad, you just start <laughs> cursing and going off in Spanish. Uh-huh. And and the dad's just kind of just taking it. And then like she's like, oh, I, I'm... I don't feel right about this doesn't feel right. I, I you mm-hmm. know, about listening to her. Parents. But the conversation, she's like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm doing all this. I'm working and you can't even take out the trash. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. That's exactly how <laughs> I felt <laughs> in my relationship sometimes. Like I come home and he's like lying there on the couch. I'm like, did you take out the trash? <laughs> like, no. Like, oh my God, I just want to strangle you. But yeah, I felt what she was feeling when she was cursing <laughs> at him. No, but yeah. The reason I like that scene though is because she was yelling in Spanish and mm-hmm. he understood. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was like in some, uh, like even when he's mad, like that, that was kind of sweet. Yeah. And, that yeah. You yeah. Can t- and that's how you like add aspects to a relationship without really touching upon them in that you can tell like these, these people kind of like they, they love each other enough that he understands her yeah and that he made that effort to understand her mm-hmm. uh when she speaks in spanish and i thought yeah. that was really cute even and while she was angry <laughs> and yelling at him <laughs> and i love the like the end panel where they make reference to that panel mm. so there's a hashtag at the end i'm not going to spoil it but i found it totally hilarious mm. but anyway it, it made reference to that panel which is my favorite but um in a sense, it's kind of like a mist. Okay, so it's like a crime-solving, yeah. teenage, mystery, supernatural, yes. science-y stuff. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> so that there's also definitely some supernatural aspects. Supernatural slash science-y right, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. aspects to it. There's some, like some time travel yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... Uh, a um, swamp monster thrown in for good measure. Yeah, <laughs> Gator Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my fa- one of my favorite parts, which actually happened throughout the book, was the team up between Sophie and Hal Ritz, the the oh, the, oh my the news guy. Yeah, he he was such an amazing character. He looks just a little bit like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they were going for. But, I think that's uh, what they were going for too. He's he's kind of a slime ball, but at the same time, with the heart of gold. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to yeah. describe he's him. The, he's very much like he's very much a newscaster, and like he's going for the story. Yeah. He's like he's just like, oh, I want this. I want I want to be the first person to crack yes. uh-huh. to like report this and stuff like that. He's so he's very he's kind of ruthless, mm-hmm. but he is he basically takes her under his wing. Yes, yes, he takes exactly. her. Under. He's just yeah. like you got talent, kid, and yeah. I like that, and I'm gonna teach you my ways. Yeah, yes, and I th- and, and then there's rules to it too, which yeah. I thought was awesome. Uh huh. And so it was just like at first you think he's gonna be kind of a dick. Yeah, yes. But yeah. he's actually very. He was surprisingly sweet, and yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I love that relationship. That was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, there was another aspect I wanted to point out. 
um, the Hollow Notes references. Yeah, the mm-hmm. I loved the it. I was like, yes. I'm like, do you need permission for that? I don't know, but I loved it. Yeah, I, I totally loved it. Yeah, that was funny. That w- there was a a scene where something happened, and I I can't remember what exactly it was, but she just is like, huh? Guess he can't go for that. No can do. <laughs> <laughs> just can't go for that. Can't go for that. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. That um, really made me laugh. And one of my other favorite parts was actually. The big chase scene where she <gasps> yes! is trying to get away from the bad, quote unquote, the bad guys. Yes. And she, um, that's where she runs into the Gator Man. She's um, uh, on an airboat. She's like just all kinds of cool stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I really, there was not a lot of um, dialogue in those ones, but the action portrayed was awesome. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad you pointed that out because there is dialogue, but there's nothing to read. Let me describe this. So they're on airboats and you know, those things are loud as yeah. Yeah. So there are these air bubbles and the way they're drawn, they're so like descriptive, like they're yelling and they're cursing at each other. And I love that because you see that in the facial expressions and the bubble shape. Oh. Oh, and then so and oh. at the end you see her like giving him the finger but you don't see the finger because there's a bird that flies uh-huh. and covers <laughs> the finger so I really found that panel to be like super cool like really kind of using just the art and the paneling yeah. to mm-hmm. describe what's happening in the story without any words and I thought that was bloody brilliant I, I, I feel like uh-huh. um, it takes so much more um like artistic talent to be able to tell to tell a story in just pictures when you yeah. when you don't have that dialogue to work with so that honestly that chase scene really was one of my favorites mm-hmm. and i just i love the mixture of genres this thing is yeah and how well yes. they work okay yes. yes it could have been a freaking trash fire honestly <laughs> yeah like because there's a lot of stuff thrown in there's just like there's like it's it's like a million loose threads mm-hmm. it could have been a million loose threads but yes. no instead it is very it's it that all get resolved res- not only resolved but tied in neatly tied to in each, yes to each other so instead of it being just like a giant trash fire hot mess it's it's surprisingly good yeah, yeah. and now like it's a, it's it's a YA adventure it's a crime drama mm-hmm. it's a it's kind of like a, a also like a news yeah uh, a news feature as well it's a bit of a su- gumshoe story yeah, as well. a bit of like gumshoes, it's, so yeah. it's like an underdog story as yes. well and it's a, a bit of like it's it's so good yeah and so it's it's this mixture of elements that i don't think would have worked well in other areas but it 100 percent worked here but i mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys even t- we touched on it like the like the diversity in characters i mean you have yes um um that fellow who, Bobby, who we lost mm-hmm. in in, uh, in on the road, mm-hmm. and then uh, the sheriff was it a sheriff or a deputy that was the, uh, investigating the scene? Oh, yeah. the Native American. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was cool. They were both Native American. We have the Latino uh, Cuban aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just amazing. I thought all and then Crazy Eyes guy. Oh, God, <laughs> he turns out to be a scientist. I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah, like, and it's, he looks. Like he looks like Samuel L. Jackson. He does. <laughs> he does. And I don't know. It's maybe it's because I just went to the movies uh, and I saw the glass trailer and all that oh, stuff. Oh yes. But it very much reminded yes, me of yes, that. Yes, you're right. And so uh, I was just like, it, it kind of had like an unbreakable thing going uh, on for it too. That's funny. But, and I'm, uh, and so it was, uh, it was. It was and really not to good. mention the gay couple. 
Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Uh-huh. The the designer and he mm-hmm. and the guy he pretty much rescued, mm-hmm. which turns mm-hmm. out to be his uh, partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, there's so much going on, and it was awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? Are we ready to review? Well, thank you, Sarah, for um, <laughs> forcing us to <laughs> yes. read this yes. book. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I I really really like it. Um, and it's just a, and just how intersectional. It yeah. is mm-hmm. in all aspects from genre to characters to uh, story and plot and even like even like the writing and style like how you said like it goes from dialogue heavy to mm-hmm. like action mm-hmm. like no word action yeah. just pure action and how seamless it is mm-hmm. I, it's this crossover of different styles of writing and genre and characters and it works yeah it works they mm-hmm. did a great job is mm-hmm. there any information about any um further um, I believe yeah, there's going to be other uh, yeah, books coming out. Yeah. In the end, they said like get ready for book two and stuff oh, like okay. that because this is a graphic novel, right? Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I feel I feel like we skipped over that, but I kind of went yes. it. But this is a graphic novel, and it's kind of a magazine size, yeah, as well. It's very and big size. Yeah, it's right. And usually, I kind of don't like the magazine size ones mm-hmm. either, but I like this one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's um, uh, it's uh, it's really it's really good. But like where. Where can, do you know where exactly we can order it from? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to insightcomics.com. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I actually just started following them on Instagram, too. So cool. <laughs> see, oh, they have an see, Instagram yeah, as well? Yeah, see what nice. other stuff they come up with, because this is really amazing. Oh, and they obviously have a Twitter, since that's where they reached us. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, will, I will make sure to hunt them down and just be like okay get a f- get a, I'm a follow them and see if we can get our hands on book two or if I can get my hands on book for two sure because I definitely want to read it so what's your rating for book one Jen so for my rating for book one is going to be three conchas because I liked it yes I very much liked it I think they did a great job and they they definitely fit our scope the scope of our podcast absolutely just a reminder for those of you who may not know our rating is a rating of one to three conchas three conchas being the best rating ever because jen um said that's the most conchas her mom ever let her (laughs) have (laughs) so um i also am going with uh three conchas i love the book i love the characters i am a sucker for um teen mystery like nancy drew hardy boy gumshoe and Encyclopedia Brown type stuff, and mm. this definitely took me on a journey, and I the payoff was great. So um, I'm giving it three conchas. Yes, I am also giving it three conchas. I loved it, love the heck out of it, and like I said, I really love the fact that even though I was kind of reluctant to start reading it, once I was into it, I was so drawn in, and I love that. I love when a book does that to me, where I kind of forget everything around me and just get really into mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um impressive on that whole uh scene where there was no dialogue so impressive how they pulled that off um the artwork was really well drawn yes. as well yeah we it didn't was, touch it on that, really but it was good. really good um the characters all have their personalities that i love so mm-hmm. i i loved it so tres conchas all around guys yep yep now it's time for on my radar and on my radar is now uh available is the magic glasses issue number two <gasps> yay! yay yay and i gotta thank uh Kristen for this because she actually 
uh, gifted that to me, and I loved it. Oh, I, yeah. I actually finally, <laughs> <laughs> I finally sat down and read it, and I was like, yes. Uh, she finally gets her glasses. That's all I'm going to say. But I love it already. I'm just like, I can't wait to issue number three. And also, she is going to put it out in Spanish as well. So look yes, out for that. Yes. Um, this is Kristen. I have something on my radar as well. Um, Chelsea Kane came out with a new image title called Man Eaters. And you might all <laughs> remember Chelsea Kane from the infamous Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda cover of her um, Mockingbird um, ongoing uh, in Marvel. And what a, a crazy uh, storm, uh, Twitter storm that created. Yeah, she quit Twitter yeah, over that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but she um, is an Eisner nominated and New York Times bestseller writer and she ha is returning to comics with this new ongoing series called man eaters um, a mutation in toxoplasmosis causes menstruating women to turn into ferocious killer wildcats easily provoked and extremely dangerous as panic spreads and paranoia takes root the fate of the world rides on the shoulders of one 12 year old girl part cat people part handmaid's tale man eaters will have everyone talking. Um, so this is from the creative team behind Eisner-nominated series Mockingbird, writer Chelsea Kane, artist Kate Nim... I can't say her last name. Nim... Sis Nimsizik, Nims, I can't can't pronounce it. Sorry about that, Kate. Um, and colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, um, le letterer Joe Caramagna. Um, there's just a, a whole bunch of buzz around this book. I did read the first issue, and it's really good. And I'm really excited to read more of it. And um, in the vein of uh, Bitch Planet for sure. So pick yourself up, uh, Man Eaters Volume One. I'd like to make a comment on man-eaters. It didn't dawn on me until you started uh, reading the description about the book. Toxoplasmosis is something you get when you have the AIDS virus and you have a cat. So it makes sense. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people, like people who have the active AIDS virus, um, when they can't have a cat because they can get toxoplasmosis and die. I didn't know that. I just remembered this from train spotting. That guy, interesting. Uh, yeah, he was using heroin, and then he g tried to give a cat to his ex girlfriend that dumped him, and then he she said keep your cat, so he kept the cat, and then he died. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> <laughs> keep she she said keep your cat, and then he died, <laughs> and then he died because he kept the cat. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> Look it up, guys. Um, I have another on my radar. On my radar is a creator owned Jinx World. It's called Cover Number One. It's by Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack. And I read the first issue, guys. It, it's freaking amazing. The marriage between the dialogue and the art is amazing. Uh, I already have a super amazing... Uh, I'm in love with one of the characters, uh, the mysterious Julia. She's, um, she's a spy. She just comes out and says it. And uh, she, I think, I feel like she's trying to recruit... Uh, there's a main character who actually is a comic book creator and it actually, the comic book opens up and they're at a comic con and it's, you know, the imagery is amazing and he's, you know, obviously at, at, uh, artist alley and stuff. And she comes up to him and she's a fan of his work and he, it's, it's like, it's like I'm reading a story about 
a comic book creator, but it takes like a, a weird kind of like spy turn. But the artwork is amazing. So I'm not going to talk too much about the story, but I'm already telling you I'm in love with Julia. Like, I totally love her. Like, I feel like she's so incredibly sexy and dynamic and smart and sassy. And I love her. So check that out, guys. That sounds cool. It's all right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it really is amazing. Check it out. <laughs> and now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, do you have a Juntos y Fuertes for us? I do, actually. Um, this is a small little comic that came across um, my Facebook, I think, a while back. And I really wanted to show this creator some support. Her name is Diane Rockwell. And she wrote a small little digital 13-page comic called A Worthy Distortion. And it is, um, it's about a space engineer, Quinn Slater. She wakes up full of hope and determination every day. She just wants to be able to believe in herself, to be strong enough to get that promotion at work, to be confident enough to go out with her friends, and to be smart enough to write her own story. But always in the mirror staring back at her is the reflection of all her deepest fears and doubts. This distortion version paralyzes and convinces her that she is worthless. It spews negativity and shows her that she can't do the things she dreams of doing. Every day Quinn battles with that distorted reflection and every day she loses. Until one day she decides that enough is enough. A Worthy Distortion explores the debilitating effects of self-doubt and what it means to finally see value in yourself. Yes, I would like to interrupt you on that. Um, just listening to you again, I described that book um, or the web series. That's actually an actual illness that Ma Maya Angelou suffered mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also Albert Einstein. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's an actual thing where you don't feel worthy of your accomplishments. but Imposter syndrome. Yes, that's mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. continue. I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know that it's not something made up. It's something that actually exists and people do suffer from this. So um, she describes it as a, a comic that she wrote about dealing with low self-esteem and self-doubt. And um, she uh, says, if you want an uplifting story about finding value in yourself, definitely check it out. And so it's five dollars. It's 13 pages, like I said, and it's digital. And you can find it at gumroad.com. That's G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com backslash uppercase I and then backslash AWD comic. And I'm assuming the AWD stands for a worthy distortion. We will post the link so that it'll be a little bit easier for you to um, follow. But this just seemed like an amazing um, topic to talk about uh, in um, in comic form and the fact that it's easily accessible digitally and it's only five dollars um, and to be able to support this um, independent creator this this woman who um, who wrote this comic about this issue I just think is really awesome so that is my juntos y fuertes that was really awesome uh, I I feel that this can uh, go on so many levels because you can make it image uh image friendly with the whole mirror thing mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. love it i i'm so excited i i can't wait to read it well that brings us to the end of our episode guys any final thoughts or anything like that um 
bad beer, awesome comics, <laughs> <laughs> and an all-around amazing show. <laughs> and don't forget, you can find us uh, on our social media pages uh, on Twitter at Comic Comadres. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. We have a Facebook, and you can email us at, email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And we do check our email. As you know, that's how we came across Scoop. Uh, so Twitter. Twitter yeah. Sorry. Twitter. And then, <laughs> and then email. <laughs> yeah, and then email. Shoot us that crucial DM. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please. Um, also, we have a Snapchat. I usually like to put on uh, interesting tidbits on comic-related stuff. So check that out, too. And tell all your friends that they can find us on um, iTunes, Podomatic, um, Stitcher. Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify. I said, yeah, I iTunes. Okay. <laughs> that has been your our episode. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.